Hello everyone, we're here on All Bases Covered. It's a new month, February 4th. It's been a long week, but we finally got to the weekend. We got a lot of sports to cover. Before we do that, we want to always thank our sponsors, Off the Dock Fishing Company. All your fishing apparel needs can be met with just a click of a button. Just go to otdfishingco.com. Again, otdfishingco.com. Or you can call and text 252-646-9343. Again, 252-646-9343. And also check out his Instagram at Off the Dock Fishing. Next, Dock Right Marine Construction. All your boat lift and dock repair needs can be fixed with just one call. Just call 252-723-8583. Again, 252-723-8583. Lastly, main the shade blinds and more volley serving the triangle and surrounding areas with custom window treatments. Blinds, shades, shutters, curtain motorization, and interior and exterior products for your home or business. Check them out at, at Instagram where you can find tons of videos and images of their work. <clears throat> so I'm sorry for my voice this morning. Sound a little groggy. My throat kind of hurts, but I want to bring y'all, you know, my thoughts on each game, on, you know, the big games every weekend. But first off, local high school last night matchup. We had Croton versus West Claret. West Claret wins big. I couldn't get the exact score because I only stayed for half the game. And tried to look it up on Max Preps. Tried to you know talk with some players. Couldn't really get an exact score, but I know they won big. And since I didn't watch the whole game, you know, see the whole game, I just want to give on the players that mainly play each night. You know, the people that you know are the main. I don't really get in a lot. I'm sorry. It's not like you're not important, but I just want to. For the people that, you know, don't live around here, don't watch West Carteret basketball, but listen to this podcast, this is kind of what each player brings to the table. So first, I'll start with Adam. Adam Cummings. He's been on the podcast before. As a player, you know, he's very aggressive on defense at times. I think he's the best defender on the team. His stop and go. And you know the change of direction on offense is tough to stop. So that's that's Adam Zay. He's the guy on your team that just brings all around intensity and energy. Whether that be on defense, rebounding, or getting a bucket when you need one. That's Zay. Davis Starling. I love a pass first type player, and that's what he is. He wants to get his team involved, whether you know that be passing the ball, getting rebounds. Especially for his size, getting rebounds, it's nuts. But pass-first type of guy will make sure everyone gets a bucket before he does. And when he needs to shoot, he'll shoot it. Raph. So he started some of this year, but mostly he's been a six-man. I think he's a great six-man. One of the best in the 2-5-2. He's going to get you a bucket when you need one. And then also getting rebounds, I mean... Usually he has each game the most putback points on West Carteret. So great rebounder, great scorer. He's going to get you a bucket when you need one. All around great player. Very lengthy. It's hard to stop lengthy players like Raf. Worth and Jackson. Worth Stack, Jackson Whitaker. They're big men. 
all-around good fundamental players. But a thing that makes them different from average, you know, big man in high school, sometimes even in college, I mean, they can make shots from the perimeter. So, you know, up until the game where I left last night, you know, Worth made some shots from the perimeter, Jackson. You know, Worth was kind of off a little bit at the beginning. That's okay. You know, other games I've watched, he can make shots from the perimeter. Jackson hit one last night. I don't know if he hit a couple more, but I know he can make shots from the perimeter. And that's what you want from big big man, you know, someone that can make shots that are unexpected. That means they're going to be harder to guard. Then, obviously, great offensive and defensive rebounders. Kaysen Collins, great three-point shooter. If you're down by three and you need a three, I think you get him the ball, you get Dylan the ball, get Adam the ball. But, you know, he's a great three-point shooter. That's kind of how I'm going to describe him. He's aggressive. He'll dive on the floor. And that's truly what I have for Case and Dylan. He didn't play last night, but he's an all-around good player. Um, Definitely. He's had, you know, a couple mistakes when we've seen him just the passing, sometimes turning over the ball. But, like, if when he's in his groove, I, I, I'm not, like, comparing him to Caleb Love or anything. You know, I'm just saying when he's – I'm just giving an example. Caleb Love, when he's making shots, he's hard to stop. I resemble that with Dylan. When he's making shots, when he's energized on defense, it's hard to stop. So – that's kind of my pinpoint on Dylan. I know he's beat himself up, you know, a couple mistakes. I remember the wideout game, he turned over the ball a couple times, he's beating himself up, but he's overall, you know, really great player. I'd say he's the leader of this team. Jolie, very underrated. This is my last player I'm going to describe, very underrated. Another guy that can get you a bucket, and he brings hype on defense. I remember Dixon game can't remember what number. I think it was number three. I mean, he hit like four straight threes. Put Jolie in the game. I mean, nothing happened. Three was getting pissed. I mean, Jolie's done to bring energy to the team. So last night, didn't really have a player of the game since I didn't stay the whole game. But I wanted for the people that aren't able to go to the games, aren't able to see these players, people that don't live around here that listen to this podcast, that's kind of, each and every player, not everyone on the team, but these are the main players that play a lot in the games, and uh, that's kind of my description of them. Any of these players, text me if you don't agree with me, or if anyone doesn't agree with me, just text me on Snapchat, Shawnee Boy Bot. On the Crotan side, I'm just going to mention Trey Jones. He used to went, go to West Carteret. He's one of my best friends. He's a guard with a lot of talent. He can make tough shots. Saw him make a lot of tough layups last night. So he's a great all-around player. So that's kind of my recap of last night. West won big, but Crotan, I think they're up and coming. And they can't. In the coming years, can they be a top team in the in the 3A, Coastal 3A? I don't know, but we'll see. Next, obviously, we want to get into the greatest rivalry in sports, in my opinion, Duke versus UNC. 
I, you know, I can't wait to watch this game tonight, 6.30 on ESPN. It's always, no matter how good the teams are, it's always going to be close. Duke, they're minus two and a half for this game. We have some keys. I have some advantages for both teams. Getting, let's just start with like the the advantage. I just gave one advantage for each team. Carolina, their benefits. I'd say more experienced, an older team you know, with Caleb, R.J., Leaky, and Amanda. They have they have more experience in this rivalry. Beat Duke last year, Coach K's final home game for those players I just mentioned. Well, all four of those players I just mentioned, but and then on Duke side, the main advantage I'm giving to them is just home court. They've been they haven't lost at home, undefeated at home. So that is gonna be a problem for UNC. Duke is a tough environment. I like go I'm gonna go ahead and give my opinion. I like Duke in this game. Mainly because of the environment. Carolina has some young players. They have players that haven't played in this rivalry. We have Pete Nance. Puff Johnson's coming back. He has some experience in this rivalry. He'll be back tonight from his injury. Derek Whitehead, he won't be. So that can be a positive for the Tar Heels. But the main reason I think if Duke wins this game is because I mentioned mainly the home court advantage. They are tough to beat at home. Again, I said undefeated. At Cameron Indoor. UNC's keys to the game. They're going to have to li- limit Filipowski. He's their main scorer, averaging 17 plus per game. That's you know all around, not just ACC. He's averaging more in the ACC. Baycott, he's going to have to dominate the boards like he always does. Last year, you know, 20 plus against Duke. Love, I want him to continue to shoot, but shoot good shots. There's a couple shots against Pitt that I didn't agree with that he took. But I, I believe if he shoots shots, he gets them to fall. Confidence is going to build. And when he gets in a rhythm, again, he's tough to stop. RJ, just do what you do, man. I kind of, if you know, want we want to go back to West Carteret, I kind of relate RJ to an Adam type play. On defense, applies pressure, great intensity. At times can be the best defender on the court. And then on offense, stop and go. Pull up and hit a jumper in your face. Just a lot of talent all around. So RJ, just do what you do. Lastly, Leaky, don't get into foul trouble early. Carolina fans, if you've watched the games this year, when Leaky... Gets two, three fouls, or three fouls early in the game. Carolina loses most of those games. So, if Leakey, main goal, don't get into foul trouble early. Duke side, Filipowski has to go off. He's going to be the leader in this game. The only problem I see with Duke, like a disadvantage, is their lack of experience. I mean, you have Roach, which I know he's coming back from know an injury but I think he needs to be a leader in this game that was one of my keys for Duke lively has to be a presence on the defensive side of the ball and all around they have to limit Armando Baycott so that, that that's my keys 
for both teams. I see Duke winning by four or five, maybe even only by two. We've seen a lot of, you know, in the recent years, memories, Duke versus UNC. And you can go back from Tyler Hansborough, the bloody nose. And, I mean, there's a lot of moments within this rivalry. I think, do we want to play some? Yeah, we'll play some real quick. This is thanks to the ACC. They got me with the best Duke versus UNC rivalry moment. Here we go. Sorry about that. That was not the right video I wanted to use. Let's get to a better let's get to a better video. There we go. Got a little booking.com ad. We'll turn that down. You know, don't want to be copyrighted or anything. Just make sure this is a video I wanted. I'm sorry about the inconvenience. I don't think there is a better rivalry uh, in sport than Duke, UNC, and basketball. You know, it's got a good rivalry in other sports, but in basketball, because of what both programs have accomplished and the proximity, you know, like you have... Really, if you just combine all the players over all the years, just think of how many national players of the year, how many All-Americans, how many national championships, and, and, uh, and the coaches of those guys have really benefited. So that was kind of not much as memories, but kind of you heard Roy Williams and Coach Coach K talking about the rivalry. Again, just the how close these two schools are. You know, you have three colleges. You have NC State, Duke, and Carolina. But the proximity between, you know, Duke and Carolina, I mean, I still think NC State Carolina is a big rivalry. Duke NC State's a big rivalry. But just these two schools, Blue Bloods, I think it just I think it's the best rivalry in sports. You have a lot of we this can be, you know, a big discussion. You have a lot of rivalries out there. MLB, you have um, Red Sox-Yankees, NBA. A lot of people mention the Celtics-Lakers rivalry. College football, you have, you have Michigan State-Ohio State, you know, Alabama-Auburn-Iron Bowl. I mean, there's a lot of rivalries you can mention. Um, yeah, you can say boxing rivalries. Mike Tyson Mike Tyson, he, he fought, you know, he had rivalries with people over the years of his fighting career. But as an all-around, you know, Duke versus UNC in football, basketball, just all-around in any sport, I think it's just a big rivalry. But when you look at basketball, that's where the intensity, the just the amount, the scale of the rivalry is the highest. Um, sorry, my, my throat, how I'm talking is just tough right now. We can look up, I'm going to look up this, something real quick.
to give you all some info. So North Carolina right now. This is a quick stat I pulled up. They lead the all-time series 143 to 115. Duke leads it 55 to 51 in games played in Durham. So, including 46, 46 wins, 39 losses at Cameron Indoor. So that's kind of proving my point of how tough it is over the years to beat Duke at Cameron. Over the last 100 games, well, this is, oh no, this is 16 hours ago. Over the past 100 games, hopefully this is true and reliable, the series is tied 50-50. to 50. So that just shows how close this rivalry is over the last 100 years. And these teams, they can meet anywhere. We saw them a rare occurrence meeting in the NCAA tournament. They often meet in the ACC tournament. They always play each other twice a year. Can UNC pull off a road win, though? It's, I mean, it's just going to be tough. So, this would be the third time in a row if North Carolina... What was this? Hold on one second. I think if Carolina wins this game tonight, this would be the third time in a row that UNC has beat Carolina at Cameron Indoor. It's going to be tough. It has good Fayetteville Observer, very reliable source. They have Duke, UNC, Duke 74, UNC 72. Again, FayettevilleObserver.com, Duke versus UNC. Subscribe to them. Um, with back-to-back wins in Durham for Baycott, Davis and Love, Cameron Indoor has been heaven than hell for the UNC leaders. Because often for a lot of players, Cameron Indoor's the environment is hell. But that trio can help. That trio of Baycott, Davis, and Love can help the Heels win a third straight at Cameron. But this season, Duke has yet to lose at home. So... That's, I'm kind of done with the game. That's my thoughts. And we might do a world of sports later, but this is kind of as far as I wanted to go. I'm going to try to do a part two later on the game, more of the game, bring in a couple guests like Adam, a couple people like that. But I'm going to end the podcast here. Thank you for all the support. Shirts, I missed said it in the last video. Shirts are coming in February 9th, so just a couple of more days. Pre-order at all bases covered. 2023 on Instagram. Go follow that new account. You can see the designs there. And this is Sean Cartwright signing off. This is episode 15 of All Bases Covered.